When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy Thursday and welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show. I'm Anthony Totri, joined for the first time when it's just me and him, the one, the only, Iron Mike Luke. Mike, how you doing, man? Not too bad, Totri. How you doing, my man? Happy to be on with you. Fantastic. I think last time I saw you, Arizona was uh, in the Pac-12 championship game over in Vegas. Uh, correct. Yes, it's been a while, but you know, that's uh, better late than never. How about that? But yes, yeah. that is the last time we saw each other. There we go. There we go. I can always count on Mike Luke just dominating when it comes to blackjack over in Las Weird. Vegas. But look. Just follow my lead, man. I got you. <laughs> Today we're talking all things off season as it relates to both Arizona State and Arizona football Uh, a little bit later on got RK hopping on to talk Colorado so definitely a lot of football talk but Mike I want to get into things just right off the bat you had brought it up a little bit before we even really got started in terms of just Kenny Dillingham I'm curious just as to your thoughts and just how people in Tucson feel about the Kenny Dillingham hire um, I like Kenny Dillingham a great deal, to be honest with you. I think that at Arizona and ASU, you need you need coaches that want to be there, first and foremost. Is it, these can't be viewed as stepping stone jobs where you're one foot in, one foot out, because you just don't have the history or tradition there. Mm-hmm. I love that he's a Phoenix guy, and honestly, I love his, his in-state approach. I mean, he's going to try to put a wall around Phoenix. Now, granted, you're not going to get all those kids, but if you can keep 25% of them home, um, I I like it. I like it a lot. I think he'll have no problem ever getting quarterbacks. Um, You know, obviously his coaching acumen, uh, uh, we still we still need to find out. But Mm. overall, though, I mean, it's an energetic hire and it's a guy that wants to be there. I mean, when he says that ASU is his dream job, he 100 percent means that ASU is his dream job. And so, again, it was a you know, it was kind of out of left field at first. But the more more I looked at it, the more I like it. I see what ASU was doing there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, Arizona taking a a big jump last season in comparison to what they've done the last few years. How do you expect the, the Arizona Wildcats season to go this year in comparison to Arizona State? Um, I think Arizona's a bowl team this year. For the first time, it feels like 35 years. Um, <laughs> you know, Fish went from one win to five wins. Uh, you got the majority of your guys back. The offense is loaded um, across the board. Um, I think Arizona's probably a seven-win team. Um, I look at ASU, and 
first of all, they need to start Trenton Borgay, Miranda native Trenton Borgay. We're big fans <laughs> of him down here. Um, but if uh, I, I don't know, I think they can win four or five games. I'm not as bullish on them as I guess as I am backing the A in this. But big picture, though, I like I like where he's going, though. I like where he's headed. I also like, too, that you're getting into the schools. You look at his recruiting staff right there. It's a dynamic recruiting staff between uh, Rashad Samples. You bring in a Charlie Ragel. Obviously, you're going to lock down Scottsdale Chaparral at there. Yeah. He was here in Arizona at one point, so he can he can get those kids. It's a it's a young dynamic staff. Um, it might take them a little bit of time, but you know between uh, Rashada coming in and then you got the uh, four star kid the other day. His name escapes me from California. Um, quarterback Tolleson. You've got yeah, you got some stuff to work with, and on top of that, you got a pretty nice receiving core. I think it's actually uh, Shane and I were talking about it in Phoenix. It's a pretty underrated receiving core when you think about it. When you got Badger, you got. Uh, uh, the other kid, uh, uh, Guillory, there's yeah. a lot to like there about it. So I, again, I think it should be an interesting team though, for sure. And if I'm an ASU fan, I'm excited because at least there's some stability in place. Like it would have driven me crazy this last couple of years, you know, especially with all the COVID sanctions and whatnot going on with Herm. What are we getting here? What are we not getting here? You got your dude in there and you know, it's full speed ahead. So I'd be excited if I was an ASU fan. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, you bring up Herm, and this is second second time that I've had to talk about Herm Edwards today, and it's already right. two two is too many, too many to be talking about Herm Edwards. Uh, right. But in comparison, when you heard about the Kenny Dillingham hire, obviously this is months ago. Like in comparison to when Herm got hired, how do you think the reaction is a little different? Um. Herm, Herm was such a wild card because his whole thing was, I'm going to bring in this whole staff of, uh, you know, this whole staff of professionals. Yeah. We're going to turn it into kind of this NFL type platform. And honestly, I think a lot of it would have worked had they not gotten popped, obviously. Antonio <laughs> Pierce, the best mole that has ever been uh, given to ASU. But I mean, you can't look at, I, I liked his recruiting template. They were going to uh, recruit Southern California with a passion. I mean, you brought in a couple top 25 classes right there. The problem, though, is when it really looked like they were getting ready to, you know, take that next step, the wall, the wall started to come, you know, come tumbling down. Yeah. And then, you know, and, and I think that was the problem for them. Um, and they just weren't really able to build on that now. Obviously, I get why Ray Anderson brought him back for another year, but at the same time, and yes, Herm was much better than someone. I will 100% <laughs> agree with you on that. Um, but, um, you know, when you know a coach is a dead man walking, kind of like Herm Edwards was, for lack of a better term, it's very difficult to be able to recruit. It's difficult to be able to excite fans. Again, you got Dilly in there. And by the way, do the fans there call him Dilly? Yes. All right, that's fantastic. I like that a lot. I'm going to call him that now. But yeah. uh, Dilly, though, is, uh, you know, he's ener he's energetic. And like I said, I I'll be very interested to see how he does with the Chandler, the Chandler Hamiltons, the uh, Scottsdale uh, Saguaro, and the Scottsdale Chaparral, because those are the four schools right there that you really have to pay attention to. And guys that, you know, with the exception of a Nikhil Harry here and there that ASU hasn't been able to get, you got to be able to get a certain percentage of those guys. Yeah, no, absolutely. The ASU expected to, to get a commitment later on today from Chaparral Firebirds athlete uh, Plas Johnson. So hopefully uh, I think he's underrated, is, by the way. Yeah. I like him. I think he's underrated, by the way, especially because he, he gives you a lot of position flexibility there. I'm a fan of his for sure. Exactly. His tape is definitely unique with special teams, offense, defense. He, he does it all. Um, yeah. Last question before we get you out of here, Mike. Why do you believe... And it's the same question I asked RK earlier today. 
Why do you believe that Arizona is going to have a better season this year than ASU? Because the hype around Kenny Dillingham isn't like anything that I've seen, at least from ASU, over the right. course of the last few years. The, the transfer portal was obviously big for the Sun Devils. Uh, the recruiting class, one of the better ones outside of the, the Jaden Daniels class years ago for Herm. Uh, so, I mean, the expectation, obviously, from a national perspective – not good, but right. it feels like the the tight community here of people that that go to Arizona State practices believe that this is a team that can shock some people. Yeah, I mean, my main thing is I think Arizona's just got more stability at this stage because it's still it's still Kenny Dillingham's first year there as a first year head coach. Um, Arizona returns, you know, one of the best offenses in the country this year. It feels still feels weird to say that, but um, the uh, but you know from a, just a continuity perspective, everybody's back. It's his third year here. There should be less growing pains. Anytime you got a first year head coach, there's going to be some growing pains. But again, like I said, big picture, I'm I'm bullish on Dilly. I'd love to come in here and say that this guy sucks and you know that uh, he's not going to be good but I, I like it like I said just because first and foremost just like in Arizona you got to have somebody that wants to be there um, I do think it might take him a little bit of time I'm very curious how this quarterback situation plays out because obviously you got a couple different entities in there yeah. um, do, you go, do you go young or do you go you know with a returning player do you go with uh, Drew Pine I mean you got some options there none of them really stink it's not like you're throwing out uh you know, I can't even think of it. It's not like you're throwing out Gunner Cruz or Will Plummer like Arizona did in Jed Fish's first year. So there's certainly more to work with than with uh, what Jed Fish inherited. But like I said, I just think that there's a little bit more talent, a little more continuity. That's why I'd go with Arizona. Uh, with Colorado, um, obviously, I, I don't really know. I have no clue what to make of Colorado. Yeah. I love uh, – well, I think it basically comes down to is can Dion's kid play quarterback at that yeah. level. If Dion's kid can play quarterback, then I think they'll be pretty solid. If he can't, you could be looking at two or three wins. I will actually like uh, – I think that ASU finishes with more wins than Colorado this year, and I do like the Dion hire a great deal. Finally, somebody agrees with me that ASU is going to have a better season than CU. My goodness, it feels like pulling teeth trying to find people that think that Kenny well, Dillingham and Arizona State are going to have a somewhat better season than somebody in the pack. Well, right, because the thing about it, though, with, with Dion, like I said, I love the hire. He's obviously energized that entire fan base, but this is also a team that was absolutely terrible last year. Now, granted, I know that you, you're bringing in a lot of transfers, but there's only three or four of those guys that we know for a fact can play. You're assuming that Sanders yeah. can play. You're assuming that Travis Hunter can play. Uh, the uh, the other wide receiver they got. But there's still a lot of massive question marks there. I would go with uh, – I would go – like I said, I'd go with ASU over that. I would be uh, – I'd be back in the Sun Devils if I had to pick uh, which one has more wins. And I know I said last question, but there is one more thing that, I, that I brought up with RK that I did want to get your opinion on because he was talking about who was playing quarterback for Arizona State. I told him my money is on Trent Borgay to eventually uh, be named the starter at ASU – I imagine that'll come probably in the first week of fall camp, but you can't put anything past Drew Pine, obviously a guy that won some games at Notre Dame, some big time games. Uh, and then you do have some question marks and a Jacob Conover, a Jaden Rashada, but Rashada is really kind of what I want to focus on because in this day and age of college football, right, you're getting to see really NIL just take over. In the transfer right. portal, year over year, you see it growing. With a quarterback like a Jaden Rashada, do you almost take the risk of playing him earlier in his career than maybe you'd like to because you're afraid of him transferring? Because RK and I had that conversation when it came to to Dante Moore at UCLA, where it's like, okay, do you, do you take the risk of like, okay, maybe this kid's not ready, but at least you almost solidify his place 
on the roster. See, I go with with ASU. I would I would go. I think you got to solidify your base first. Um, you got to be able to. So if if uh, if um, Trenton is clearly the best quarterback out there, I think you've got to go with him. Now, granted, he doesn't have the upside, but again, I like Trenton Borgay a great deal. But he also has he also has his limitations. He's he's limited in certain areas, and if those start to show themselves against really good teams, then I think you start looking at Rashada. But I, for me, even in the NIL era, I think it's difficult uh, when you're a first year head coach to really go with that and say, well, I'm just going to play guys because of the NIL because I don't want to yeah. lose them. I mean, Rashad has got four years there if he wants them. I mean, heck, five years if he wants. I would, and he's still being paid, obviously, so, which is legal. Um, but uh, I would I would go with whoever I thought was going to give me the best chance at like just stability, which I believe is probably going to be Trenton initially. Yeah. And then if Trenton Trenton struggles, then I think you probably bring in uh, Rashada and just go from there. Because again, he's, it's not like you're throwing him to the Wolves. The offensive line isn't great by any means, but again, you got some good receivers to throw to. You got some decent backs. That's probably where I'd go, at least initially. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of talent when it comes to pass catchers out here with, with Conyers, Badger, Guillory, etc. Um, right. In terms of zooming out and taking a, a little bit of a, a larger look at the Pac-12 conference realignment, obviously such a big topic, not only in the Pac, but really just college athletics in general. We saw it with the LA schools, we've seen in the past with Texas and Oklahoma. I feel like over the last month in change when it comes to conference realignment, specifically in the Pac-12, if we're not talking about adding teams, we're talking about losing two teams, and usually that conversation is hovering around Colorado and Arizona. We had the conversation, Shane and I did, about if Arizona were to leave for the Big 12, how would it impact the ASU-Arizona rivalry? I'm curious, two, kind of a two-parter here. If Arizona were to leave without Arizona State, how would that impact the rivalry? And then from your perspective, if you're Arizona and you have the option of like, hey, we're going to go with Colorado or we're going to go with Arizona State, you take your rival with you, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, if, if it's just up to that, if you can just go with ASU, yeah, you 100% do. I think the the difference is, and this is just me speaking as a fan, I think that uh, Bobby Robbins and uh, uh, Dr. Crow are different dudes, though, as yeah. far as the presidents go. They have drastically different interests. You know, I've always gotten the sense that, you know, with Michael Crow, that, you know, this is an academic institution and, you know, athletics is way way down there where yeah. you know bobby robbins is front court front and center for basketball games football games um but yeah you would go with asu if you could i just don't know if arizona and asu have the same uh aligned interests i guess because i think with uh i think with arizona their big thing is they don't want to get stuck in something especially for basketball and again i get that football pays the bills but let's be honest with the pat the Pac-12 without the LA schools is essentially the Mountain West when it comes to uh, comes to basketball. The Big 12 it gives you a lot more uh, um, a lot more uh, security there. But I think the thing that also comes down to it is how are we this far in and there's still no TV deal? How are there no numbers being thrown out there? That leads me to believe, and again, it's just my guess that there's a lot of smoke and mirrors right here because anytime somebody keeps saying a TV deal is right around the corner. Three months later, we're almost there. We're almost there. After a while, you know, Anthony, it's just like, I'll believe that one when I see it. But um, I would obviously, I'd prefer to go with ASU. And if Arizona were to leave, I think it would be, I think it would be behoove both schools to have something where they still play each other once a year um, out of conference. Then that would, I think that would be kind of the perfect marriage if Arizona were to leave the conference. Yeah, it's definitely a rivalry that you don't want to see go away anytime soon. It's too much fun. 
It's too much. It's fun. too much fun. And let's be honest here. The fan bases legitimately hate each other. Yes. Like it's not, there's not a fake hatred. They legitimately hate each other. So that's not something you want to lose. So if Arizona were to move on, I'd still like to see a home and home at a conference with yeah. them. I think that'd be still pretty cool. It's definitely going to be interesting to see how it plays out. The one, the only Mike Luke. We appreciate you coming on today, man. Anytime, my man. You know where to find me. Follow him over at PHNX underscore Wildcats. Moving right on with our discussion today. Before we get into the meat and the potatoes, if you will, of Colorado, Dion coach Prime Sanders, and what that media fan base really thinks about ASU and Kenny Dillingham, I want to tell you guys a little bit about Bet. MGM, They're doing this really cool thing where you're going to get a bonus bet just for logging in over at BetMGM Sportsbook every Friday for the next couple of weeks. Guys, claim period extends through Saturday and Sunday, 72 hours to log in to claim that bonus bet and then 72 hours to use that bonus bet after you log in. So log in at any point during the weekend and claim your bonus bet on the house. And if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, it's okay. You could still do it and use that bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, guys, place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses with it. With BetMGM, again, not $100, not $200, but $1,000, guys. Again, make sure you use that bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. And now you guys can listen to Shane tell you a little bit about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Now, with some of that money that you win over at BetMGM, there's only one right place to spend it, guys, and that's OGs. The pink lemonade gummies are officially here, and I can speak from firsthand experience. My goodness, they are good. They taste amazing. The effects are even better, but... If that's maybe not your speed, you can always check out the Aquaberry Sleep Edition gummies. Definitely helps you hit the pillow easy and you don't wake up groggy. Guys, OGs doesn't miss when it comes to flavor and effects. So get your pink lemonade gummies while you can. Check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find their products at your local dispo. You do got to be 21 years or older to Does it purchase. make the Spider-Man movie better, Totri? The Spider-Man movie is a 10 out of 10 regardless. It's a 12 out of 10, regardless. But you take some OGs and you go watch Spider-Man, you're going to be like me. You're going to be listening to that album every single day, and you're going to want to be living in that universe as well. You do not want to live in I Spider-Man. Do. I do. I want to live in Spider-Man. No. I, yes, I do. I why? Do. I just do. I, I, don't, I don't know why. I do that not happens. know why. That's. Are you Spider-Man? I'm, or are you just living in the universe I don't know if I want to be Miles Morales' like friend or if I want to be Spider-Man. I think I want to be Spider-Man. Because that would make the universe better because you're actually doing stuff. Can I be Spider-Man in Miles Morales' universe with him? I mean, if you watch the movie, no. You would be, you would be, uh, what are the, the, not canon. (sighs) Yeah, that'd be tough. That'd be tough. Look, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get into that later. Okay. But for now, I know there's a lot of people that, that tune it in, want to know what I think about Dion Coach Prime Sanders. If you're new here, I'm a hater. I don't believe. I don't believe, okay? But we got RK over from DNVR Buffs. Talked with him a little bit this morning. Uh, It was more 
it what's the word I'm looking for? It wasn't as hostile as I thought it was going to be with RK, but he, he definitely had some interesting things to say, both about Colorado and Arizona State, guys. So definitely sit back, buckle up. This is what RK had to say. We're joined now by the one, the only, RK over from DNVR. RK, first time on PHNX Sun Devils, but I feel like it's been a long time coming, man. Yes, actually, though, I have been on PHNX Sun Devils before. It was just pre-Totri. Pre, the pre-Totri era? Yes, yes. Oh, man, oh, man. Uh, look, a lot's obviously happening and, and happened already in the Pac-12 with Arizona State and then Colorado. I feel like at least through this offseason, those two programs have kind of just been linked just because of both kind of have have had mass exoduses, uh, both new coaches, you guys obviously with Dion, ASU, with Kenny. Uh, we've seen it from a national perspective, but I'm just curious as somebody who is is down in Colorado, who spends a lot of time covering CU, just what the vibes are like right now still with Dion at the helm it's honestly like nothing I've ever seen uh in terms of a culture change in terms of an attitude change in terms of uh you know you, you said the word vibes in terms of a vibes change uh when it comes to the feeling around the program I mean you know like I'm a diehard Buffs fan. I think about the Buffs probably in the top 001% of people. <laughs> um, and over the last few years, like no one outside of that little circle wanted to talk about Colorado. Mm -hmm. Now, if you wear a shirt, you know, or you wear a hat with a Buffs logo on it and you're just like at the airport, someone will just be like, Hey, coach prime. Like, what do you think of this? Like, and you know, the golf course, wherever you go, like everyone just wants to talk about Colorado. So that is one of the craziest shifts because outside of, you know, the diehards, no one has wanted to talk about mm -hmm. it at all. Now it's all anyone wants to talk about. And then you talk about inside the program. And when I, when I, the, the shift that I'll actually talk about is not the one that just happened when Coach Prime got here, which was a big shift. But since the spring transfer portal kind of, changed everything and they and you know everyone got sent out with the exodus and mm -hmm. they brought in all these new guys the feeling around the team is an absolute 180 um it's you know there's so much competition in practice or in the weight room or wherever it is and these guys are just like i don't know I, I, the guess the best way i can i guess describe it is like for the first time in a long time this looks like a team that actually thinks they're good and <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you brought up the, the exodus of players, and I think that was a big thing from a national perspective. Like, at least since Deanna got there, like 60 plus players, like entering the portal, whatever. I think with, with the difference between Arizona State's, uh, I guess, transfer portal situation when, when players left was like, at least from a fan perspective, people were like, okay, like we get it, right? New head coach. Like there's there's an ongoing investigation with the program, whatever. We understand the players leaving. I feel like with Dion, it was like the at least the national narrative was a little bit different with it. It was almost like Dion was pushing these players out a little bit. What's yeah. your perspective on the way that that whole situation kind of played out and how the roster stands now? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough situation um, because, you know, you feel for these guys who came to a Colorado program when we were down horrendous uh, and said, like, I want to wear the black and gold. Yeah. At the same time, 
you have Coach Prime coming in here, and, like, this is his ass on the line. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't – like, if they lose, it's not going on anyone else. Like, everyone in the country is pointing their finger at Coach Prime. And so he looks around at this roster and says, like, well, these guys can't – they can't win. You know, yeah. I can't win with these guys. Um, and so I think there was, like, a, a very um, – you know, a, a, a showing of the door to many players. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe you're not saying you have to leave, but you're like, we strongly recommend that you enter the portal because we don't have a role for you here. Yeah. So it was very swift. It was, it was as, as aggressive as I think you could possibly be with a roster turnover. Mm-hmm. But like I said, you know, the, it was understandable because this team was bad last year and i don't even know if you know the people especially nationally who are just tuning into colorado and they see that one win i don't know if they realize how bad it was like they weren't just losing they were getting blown out every single week Uh, and there were very very few pac-12 caliber players on the roster so you know they kind of did what they had to do yeah, absolutely. One of the Pac-12 caliber roster players you guys had, Jordan Tyson. Uh, I just remember when he played against Arizona State that one time. Uh, this dude had just flashes of, of a really talented player, somebody who could, I feel like, at some point maybe make that jump to the next level. Obviously, Jordan Tyson, one of the players that entered the transfer portal, now joining Kenny Dillingham, and he's an Arizona State Sun Devil. Just from what you saw, what do you think Jordan Tyson brings to Arizona State? Yeah, um, electricity. Um, he is a very electric player. And, you know, there was a point at last season where he was the only reason worth tuning into the games. Like, yeah. you turned on the game, and you're just like, oh, I hope Jordan Tyson does something cool today. <laughs> and <laughs> most of the time, he actually did do something cool. Um, so, you know, he, he's an electric player. He comes from, you know, a storied program in Texas. And it, it was honestly shocking because he go, you know, you go to a powerhouse, you're super productive. I think he was their leading receiver his senior year, and yet the offers don't show up. That that just never added up to me. Yeah. You know, Colorado comes knocking and he shows up. And I remember within like weeks of him getting on campus, getting texts from people being like, "This guy's the truth." Um, you know, watch out. And it's just so unfortunate that that injury happened because you just never know how guys come back from such a thing. So, yeah. you know, I'm pulling for him, but if he does get back and he gets healthy, um, he is a extremely electric player. Just one of those guys where you just want to get the ball in his hands and, and let him work. Absolutely. I want to get back to, to Dion and Kenny because I feel like similar to a draft, right? NBA draft, NFL draft, whoever goes one and two, their careers are always kind of linked together for eternity, I guess. Obviously, it's a little bit different. Uh, with these coaches in the Pac-12. I know Stanford got themselves a new head coach as well, but it doesn't really feel like anybody's talking about the Stanford Cardinal right now. Uh, Just between Kenny and Dion, do you think Colorado has a a better season than Arizona State this year? I know you're not around Arizona State and Kenny Dillingham a lot, but you're there firsthand all the time with Dion in Colorado, so I'm curious just your thoughts on the upcoming season. Well, let me start with this. Who is going to be the starting quarterback for Arizona State? My money says Trenton Borgay is the starting quarterback for Arizona State. Okay. Um, I think Colorado has a better season. Uh, And the biggest reason, you know, we can talk Coach Prime all day long. The biggest reason I think they have the better season and why I think they're actually being undervalued is because of Shador Sanders. Um, I I honestly believe he's going to be right there in the conversation with the best quarterbacks in, in the conference. 
in the tier below Caleb Williams. I don't think he's going to quite be, you know, going toe-to-toe with the Heisman winner, but I think he's right below that in that second tier of of Pac-12 quarterbacks. And I think he's going to win them four games, just him. Just he made the big throws. He made the the third down conversion late in the game to get them the points, whatever it may be. Like, I think that he's that good. Um, And I think, you know, in terms of a college quarterback – the combination of football IQ and accuracy that he has is so incredibly valuable. And it's something that Colorado has been missing uh, for literally decades. <laughs> so I, I think he's that good. And I think he's going to make a massive difference. And I think ASU is going to be an improved football team. I just, I don't know what the quarterback, like if you told, if you had said, it's Rashada. He's that guy. He's going to walk in and just be the best player on the team. Then I would have been like, okay, well now, now I have to think twice about this. But, uh, I think, you know, I think that the quarterback really is what it boils down to in this conference. And I think that Shador will be better than Borgay. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm interested. I'm really interested to obviously see how Shador's game translates from, from Jackson state to Colorado. Um, in terms of Borgay, he's one of the smartest players that I've been around and you hear that from the coaches and, and his teammates as well. Rashada, he he's he's just not there yet, man. Not there yet. <laughs> yeah. it, it's you you see the arm talent in, in a kid of his age, and you get excited. You're like, okay, maybe I understand why there was a university out there that was ready to pay this freshman ten plus million dollars in an NIL deal. Uh, you know, e- eventually he'll get there. He took big big strides from that very first week uh, in the spring to that spring game at the end. Hopefully he makes that jump in the fall and maybe spices up the quarterback competition just a little bit. But as it stands right now, I feel like Borgay is that guy. Something that... Well, it, and that's what you expect, right? Like, it, it, it's very rare for a guy to just walk onto campus and be the starting quarterback yeah. immediately. Like, you know, it's something we talk about when we talk about UCLA, yeah. um, who is in a similar situation, though I think their other option outside of Moore isn't as good as what you guys have. Um, but it, you know, for me, I'm like, man, they're asking a lot of him if he's going to be the starting quarterback to come in as an 18 year old kid and lead, you know, a, a, a program like UCLA. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and you get into like a day and age now of college football with the, with the portal and NIL and your, I feel like your situation is like, okay, we've got, you know, a really highly touted and recruited five-star freshman quarterback do we play him because we want him to stay on the roster or do we sit him and then you get to next season and you're kind of like, okay, well he might enter the transfer portal. I feel like it's such a a slippery slope. Absolutely. And I'm, I I like this little uh, Colorado, Arizona state kind of back to back rivalry, whatever you want to call it. Um, Cause it is going to be really interesting. Um, The the thing that I don't know with coach prime, I just think it's so rare for a player of that caliber to be a coach um, and not even at like one of the biggest programs in the country. Yeah. Um, You know, I I was joking. I'm like, it's not quite this, but it's similar to if Michael Jordan decided he wanted to be the coach at Cal, you know, and it's (laughs) like, okay, well this just changed everything, you know, like um, every person, especially the parents. um, But even the kids, like when, Deion Sanders is coming to your house like everyone sits up in their chair in a way that I just don't think any other coach in the country can 
of capture. Now, yeah. you know, I, I know you've you've pointed this out a lot. Like, it is going to come down to what you can do on the field. Like, recruiting is half the battle. Yeah. Uh, the transfer portal is a smaller per- percentage than that. Um, and can he coach? I really think he can. Uh, I think that he understands the game on, like, a master's level. And I think he can coach. And I think he put together a really good coaching staff. But it is, like, kind of the traditional route going to from a coordinator from a big school versus this whole new unique situation that Colorado is yeah. going into. So I, I like that we're going to be compared. It, it's going to be fun for sure. And I think something that doesn't get talked enough about, about the the link between Arizona state and Colorado, at least as it stands now, right. Is you mentioned Arizona state going the more traditional route, getting a guy that's been a coordinator several years, eventually bringing him home and, and kind of elevating him versus Colorado we got a shiny new toy in Dion Coach Prime Sanders, and he's going to be our mm-hmm. guy. I feel like Arizona State experimented with that, not to the same level of a Dion Sanders by any means, but you say Herm Edwards in Tempe, and you better start running the other way. Uh, obviously, again, it wasn't the same caliber, but what makes you think that Dion is going to, to have Colorado in a different place than Herm left Arizona State? Well, first of all, I never like the NFL to college transition. Yeah. Um, I, I just think it's when you're in the NFL, this is everyone's job. It's a totally different vibe than it is in college football. Dion is actually coming from the reverse of that. He's going from youth football to high school football to college football at a lower level to now college yeah. football at the power five. And I think that he understands and truly like loves kids um, in the way that you have to uh, when you are a college football coach. So for, right then and there, I think it's a, it's a totally different situation. Um, and the big thing for me is just the understanding of how the world works now. It's not just the transfer portal and how important that is and how you kind of have to constantly be recruiting your own roster, but it is the social media. And, you know, the, the way that Colorado is like, featured when it comes to YouTube. Yeah. I think if anyone wants to consider Colorado, they have this unique opportunity to just go onto YouTube and see what it's like. Like yeah. there's no other place where you can just tap into the locker room uh immediately and just be like, "Huh, that kind of looks fun. I'd like to go there." Or maybe you decide, ah, "I don't know if this is for me." Um but I think it's that and then you add in his recruiting chops. Um I think the coaching staff that he assembled shows that it's not his ego in the way that I think a lot of his detractors think it is. Um, Mm -hmm. He went out there and just said like, give me the, what's the best available coach we can get for this position. Not like who's going to say yes to me when I want them to do X, Y, or Z. Uh, And so I I think he has a a unique understanding uh, and a, and a very good understanding of what it's going to take to be successful. Mm -hmm. And I think he believes in himself to press the buttons to get there. It's definitely going to be interesting, man. Last couple of questions and then I'll get you out of here. Something else I feel like that makes it a super interesting time to have a coach like Deion Sanders or I guess just really have a new coach in general in this age of college athletics as a whole, right? Is your the conference realignment situation that you have and that you saw really with UCLA, USC last season, obviously Oklahoma and Texas as well. I feel like when anybody talks 
Pac-12 teams to leave, or at least the next Pac-12 teams to leave over the last month and change. You're, hear, you're hearing Colorado and you're hearing Arizona. Uh, Arizona State, from a fan perspective, I can tell you fans want ASU out of the Pac-12. They <laughs> do not They do not want to be here getting left behind uh, like they kind of did in the whole NIL realm uh, a few years back. But do you think that's a serious option for Colorado to leave? And do you think that they are really at the forefront of the next Pac-12 teams to kind of depart this conference? Yes, uh, I do. And I just don't know how fast it's going to happen. Like, there's part of me that thinks, like, as soon as the the deal comes out and it's below that threshold that it has to be on to, you know, to uh, click in the the contract, I think Colorado might just, like, be out the next day. Yeah. Um, or maybe, you know, it's going to be a slower process and this takes a little while. But what I really think is that, you know, you have Coach Prime there. You, he obviously brings value and eyeballs wherever he goes. And I think he looks at the Big 12 and says, so you're going to let me go and recruit Texas in a way that I can't do right now? And they just added UCF, so now I can go recruit Florida yeah. in a way that I can't right now? He's like, sign me up. And I honestly think Colorado is like, well, if he's in, we're in. Um, and, and so they're probably ready to do that. And I think that they might even look at the, the Big 12 as a more valuable move than the average team would because of yeah. those reasons that I mentioned. Absolutely. Last question. Like I said earlier, the the whole conversation of next teams to leave the Pac-12, Colorado and Arizona, Arizona State, Washington, Oregon, kind of getting left behind. From your perspective, if you had to choose between Arizona and Arizona State to join Colorado and head to the Big 12, would you choose Arizona or would you choose Arizona State? They obviously both have different incentives to, to, to leave the conference. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure your audience is already annoyed with me. So I'm going to go <laughs> with this answer, which is I much, much prefer the trip to Tempe uh, than I do the trip to Tucson. Yeah. And going to the Big 12, we're already giving up a bunch of good trips, right? You're, you're taking California out of there. Uh, and I really like going to Tempe. So I will say, uh, bring me Arizona State. Here okay. is why I think the Big 12 might look at it differently, is I think that they're viewing this as, okay, well, we can have an okay football conference. That's fine. Let's have the best basketball conference. And so mm. I think they might look, okay, well, now you're adding Arizona to Kansas and you know all the other schools that they have in there. Um, but if it is up to me for selfish reasons, I will, I will take Tempe. I'm here for it, man. Absolutely here for it. RK, it's been a pleasure as always, man. Trust me, when it hits midseason, if if CU is outperforming their expectations, I imagine some DNVR Buffs fans are going to be on me on social media. But I'll be right back if they're not, man. I'll be right back. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think this this uh, interview, we need to get in the same room. This was too civil. Um, we'll be down there for uh, for the Arizona State game. Uh, so th then we can get in the room and really butt heads over this. We'll make some noise, man. We'll make some noise. Have a good one, RK. All right. See you guys. Always a blast chopping it up with both RK and Mike. Luke, if you saw in that interview at the start of it, it was pretty early on this morning. RK's a busy man, so I had to grab myself a little energy drink over from Circle K, but they don't have just energy drinks over at Circle K. They've got snacks. They've got beer. They've got coffee. They have it 
all, guys. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff they have. And right now, you guys can text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on 32-ounce Polar Pops. Head to CircleK.com slash store dash located to find Circle K's near you. And after you stop at Circle K and fill your car up with gas, you guys are going to go straight over to the 8th Street Pub for lunch, maybe for a brew. They've got it all over at Four Peaks. It's summertime, maybe hit up with a wow, a hazy, a peach ale, my personal favorite, guys. And Four Peaks going above and beyond, helping out teachers. Every year, Four Peaks donates school supplies to teachers around the Valley. This year, they're giving away $11,000 cash grants, and one lucky teacher is going to win a teacher's lounge renovation provided by Four Peaks. To thank a teacher, go to fourpeaksforteachers.org and complete the form to enter their chance to win. Nominations due tomorrow, June 30th. So get on it and check out at Four Peaks Brewer, at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. You do got to be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks and please drink responsibly. Am I eligible? Because I school you every day. Ooh. Wow. We, we got through 40 minutes without you saying any dumb shit. And that was just, you blew it. It's kind of unlucky, to be honest with you. Guys, we had Mike Luke on. We learned a lot about what they think of Kenny Dillingham over in Tucson. We had RK from DNVR on as well. Got into it a little bit about Dion, Coach Prime Sanders, and how they think the CU season is going to compare to Arizona State, but we're not done yet. It looks like Arizona State is going to get a commitment in the 2024 class. A little bit later on today, we talked about it a little bit with Mike Luke earlier on today, but a kid in Plas Johnson is going to be announcing his commitment, his decision later on tonight. I believe it's from 7 to 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. He's going to be choosing between Arizona State, BYU, and Kansas State. All eyes, though, are looking that Plas Johnson, the Chaparral Firebird, will be a Sun Devil by the end of the night. It's a kid that really does it all, plays special teams, defense, offense. He's a hell of a wide receiver. Again, he's 6'1", a buck 65, so he's got a little bit of growing to do. Uh, he's just slightly shorter than I am, so this is a kid that Sun Devil fans are going to love to see. Okay, Sun Devil fans are going to love to see Plas Johnson, but again, stay locked in on his social media and stay locked in with Octane and Mavericks. Guys, it's summertime. They're doing it all over at Octane Raceway. They got a summer engineering camp partnered with engineering for kids it's ages 7 through 15 so my good friend Derek Montilla he's still eligible to go over there and then from May 30th to August 4th free bowling all summer for kids kids bowl free program children 15 and under are eligible for two free games each day book some fun this spring over at Octane Raceway and Mavericks kart racing virtual reality laser tag axe throwing bowling arcade great food and drinks they really do have it all over at octane tons of different events throughout the summer check out octaneraceway.com and mavericks.com to learn more guys that is gonna do it for us today hit that like button and if you enjoyed the content give us a follow at phnx underscore sign up you can follow me at anthony underscore toe tree and the man the myth the deef is gonna be back with us hopefully tomorrow from nashville guys enjoy the rest of your thirsty thursday peace